The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. What does it mean to be present, to try and stay in the moment that you're in and not worry about the future or regret the past? It's something I've been trying to do for a long time. I'm Diane Ray, and I have always had questions about the big picture. God, life after death, spirituality, metaphysics, and what drives people to do what they do. And I like to ask them about it and learn from it. If you're a seeker like me, I hope you join me for some of these conversations on the podcast and be present with me in this moment. Welcome to the show today. Here's a question for you just to get started. Do you believe in angels? A recent PBS NewsHour poll from July of this year shows that nearly 7 in 10 U.S. adults believe in angels. And that number, that's pretty high. That's more than I thought. More people believe in angels than in an existence of hell, astrology, reincarnation, and the belief that physical things can have spiritual energies. So the belief in angels is really high, and, and I think that's comforting. You know, people really turn to angels in in times of stress. Angels can really unite us. They show up in many different religions and spiritual traditions, and they're there to comfort us. I have a friend who calls on an army of angels when she gets on the five freeway here in Southern California. She imagines them flying around her for safety. And so now I've started doing that too. So I call on the angels whenever I get in the car. So far, so good. And I just got a new car and, and nothing's happened. So they're here when we need them. But can we call on angels for earthly things like money and abundance? So we're going to explore that today with my guest, Belinda Womack. Belinda is a best-selling author and has been a clear and trustworthy messenger for the 12 archangels of the Central Sun for more than 30 years. And she offers a multitude of online courses, advanced trainings, and consultations through her website, BelindaWomack.com. And today she's going to share insights from her new book, Angel Abundance, Revelations on True Wealth from the 12 Archangels. And welcome to the show, Belinda. Thank you for having me, Diane. I appreciate it. We all appreciate it, all the angels. Well, I'm so glad that we could talk about this today. And right before we started, you said that the angels are here with us as we're doing this podcast today. Well, it's their book. I'm a messenger for the 12 Archangels, and they're entire mission is to help humanity break free of fear and to create a new reality. Well, we need that. Yes, we do. We do. Yes. I'd like a new reality. So I want to talk to you about the fact that you just said that you're the messenger, that this is a channeled work from the angels. And what I've read, I've spent some time with the book. It's very experiential. So people that are going to pick this up, plan on taking your time with this book. There's a lot of visualization exercises, actually 64 healing visualizations throughout the book. So a lot a lot of love went into this, I can tell, a lot of, of work. 
And I just wanted to start out with finding out about your process of receiving information from the angels and then funneling it into this book, how that all, how that worked for you. Well, the material in Angel Abundance is, from Belinda's perspective, my own perspective, quite profound. And it's probably the most challenging project they've ever asked me to do. So the angels will send through their messages. And it's a bit like working with a potter, working with clay, because they send in their truth vibrationally through uh, through feelings and through experience. And then my brain has to translate it into language. And then we go back and forth. Word, every word has to have the right frequency so that their energy, their love is coming through. And so, for example, with their, they call them healing experiences, with their visualizations, they say, if if you will just human being, if you will just read the exercise, our energy is going to help you. So don't make it complicated. If you like to visualize, you can, but if you don't, it's still going to help you. It's still going to work. So uh, it's quite a process and I love it. You know, it's, uh, but it took me a year to bring this book through. Yes. So was that every day that you would sit maybe quietly in meditation and receive the information and then just write it down and then work with your editor on this? Well, no, I go to the, I would go to the computer. Well, first I would, I wish I had a better way of, of describing this. I would receive the teaching and have to live it. That would be, for example, in the morning. And then I would go to the computer and couldn't budge. Uh, so the, you know, okay, we're, we're, we're working on this. And of course, every time I would sit at the computer, there would be a fair amount of resistance. That was just, you know, that's what happens when uh, creative people work with angels or guides or your own intuitive self to bring something through. Uh, but we got through it. And so that's how it happens. And the angels say that all human beings have the ability to really receive truth from, from your soul, from your team of helpers, but it does take trust and patience. Oh my goodness, does it take patience? You it's must be very patient. Thing. Yeah. For, I mean, for to do this over a whole year, that was a lot of patience on your part to receive this information. And I, I so want to have this experience, and maybe I'm just not tapping in or realizing it myself. I mean, I feel that I do have uh, information that, that comes to me, and it's kind of a, a calm, quiet voice that will say, oh, this is going to be okay, and I you know, feel like the arm around my shoulder kind of thing. So I, I do believe they're, they're there, and I want to really spend time with the visualizations because I want to increase that that connection and make that stronger. And you you believe everybody can do that, right? We can all increase and strengthen our connection to these angelic beings. Absolutely. And in the very first, if you want to call it chapter of angel abundance, it's called the invitation. And the 12 archangels, you get to meet them. Now they take the appearance of beautiful trees, 
But they do that. Everything that they do has many messages. So they're trying to help their reader or listener, if you have the audio version, to ground. So you ground in the earth. So you can really receive the love because that lifts your vibration. Now, what I hear from the 12 archangels and their number is symbolic for you, Diane, is that uh, they work with you all the time and you're very protected and they're very, very grateful for what you do. And you're, um, how do I put this? You are quite grounded, which is important because you have a very strong creative mind, but you have a stronger logical, rational mind. You need things to make sense and you need to prove it to yourself. And that's who they honestly love to work with because that's what humanity needs. They need to be able to feel, okay, this person appreciates the truth that is grounded and that makes sense. That was their message. Oh, wow. Well, that's great to know. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Now, some of the listeners, probably a lot of people that would listen to this podcast are already familiar with the 12 archangels. And I, I know a few of them by name, but not all of them. But could you just maybe tell us briefly, like, what's the significance of these particular 12? Because I'm sure there's an infinite number of angelic beings, you know, in this whole infinite universe. But these specific 12 and you, and you introduce them as the archangels of the central sun are very special. So it's important to understand the number. The number 12 symbolizes evolution. And that means for humanity, the awakening, uh, the ascension, the coming home to love, choosing love over fear. That's what evolution is about. These angels they come from the central sun. That just means the heart of creator, the energy where we all come from. So their message in their number is, we're here to help you to evolve. This is schoolroom earth. You've chosen to come here. You've chosen to help discover love, to work with it as an energy and as a power. Some of their names of the 12 are the you know, they say, hey, these are the celebrity angels, such as Archangel Michael and Gabriel and Raphael and um, sometimes, you know, uh, Metatron and let's see, Uriel. But they say, we're not going to tell you all 12 of our names because you're only going to argue with Belinda. Our names change. They're, they're made out of sound and music. They flow, they expand, they shift, they change, just like all of you do, which is truly what happens to us as we evolve. But the main thing is they're made out of love. They remind us that that's what we are made out of, but they are powerful forces of love. They are no-nonsense angels on a mission to truly help us to realize you know, happiness matters. We're here. We're here to keep asking for more. That's really what evolution is about. Maybe not more money because they talk in their book 
hey, if you plug into your soul, you're going to have everything that you need. It's your soul's job to take care of you. But you are here to lift that vibration of your thoughts and feelings. Say no to fear. Say yes to love. Focus your mind on the here and now and ask often of that divine inner child, does this make me feel happy? Does this feel expansive? Does this feel abundant to me? That's what we are here to learn. Well, thank you for explaining about the central sun because that was going to be my next question. Uh, but that totally that totally makes sense. It's really just a way to explain uh, divine love. Is that right? Like the central yeah. sun is the, the the strongest force that there is being love. The central sun can have many names such as creator, mother, father, God, divine oneness, source, infinite divine source. The 12 archangels like to use the term central sun for a very important reason. They say, if you look at the word sun, it means soul. And you have a soul. And your soul is always plugged into the central soul or the central sun. So stay plugged in. That's your energy source. That's it. Okay. No, that's great. That makes that makes sense. So as I as I was working my way through the book, the the angels share with, about the spiritual laws, which I've read some about previously about the spiritual laws and they say the way to work with the law of attraction which i think is one of them that many of us are probably most familiar with as far as all of the spiritual universal laws the law of attraction and the way to work with this is to focus on raising our vibration and i just was hoping you could explain for people that are thinking well how do i raise my vibration do i just like you know concentrate really hard or what would be a way to explain that term of raising our vibration where, where people could really understand it in a, in a tangible way? Like how can, what is the vibration we're trying to raise? Our life force energy? You, all of your energy. You're trying to raise all of your energy. And the, and the 12 archangels teach in their book that the law of attraction is actually from their perspective a, a union of three divine laws, the law of energy, the law of one, and the law of as above, so below, as within, so without. And what they ask for us to understand is that our thoughts have a vibration. Our feelings have a vibration. And it's very helpful to work with gratitude to keep the vibration of our thoughts focused on love. But here's the other thing. you know, We human beings, 90% of what we think and feel and use as our manifesting material can be in the subconscious. And the subconscious can be just soaking. It can be soaked with fear. And that's where that's where the love needs to go. And a lot of their exercises are designed to help lift with very little effort on our part the heavies of the subconscious, anger, rage, guilt, shame, blame, so that the love goes in, love transforms fear, love transforms anything that fear created, including trauma, drama from our ancestors. And then that shifts our entire vibration. And then our heart 
it's the heart chakra. It's also the divine inner child, which is the messenger for soul. Automatically, this just automatically happens. We begin to attract to us more heaven. That means everything that really brings us happiness, not distraction, right? The ego sometimes says, oh, you know, just distract me from my life. No, the heart is going to attract to us creative ideas, prosperity, opportunity, relationships that are healthy. It's really going to attract to us automatically as our vibration goes up. And going up just means more love in there, more love in this human vessel, right? Where we are uh, walking vessels that need to be filled with love, dump out the fear, let it be transformed. Right. And being able to focus more on on those feelings and that energy rather than clinging to the fear and, and doubt and things that are, I guess, earthly things, right? Because angels don't feel those things. They understand that we do, right? But they don't experience. Is that is that right? Would well, they, they experience don't. fear and doubt and things like that? Well, their vibration is too high. You know, their vibration is so full of love that they have incredible compassion for us. And they say, look, human beings, to focus on the present moment is the, your, your greatest tool or fastest tool to receive in into your life what you desire to experience because you are a co-creator with your, with your higher self, with divine oneness. You're creating your life. So to keep that vibration up there, forgive the past at every opportunity. That's number one. Even if you don't think it's your past, even if it's the past of the human culture, forgive it. Focus on that love and things that feel expansive, like walking in nature, being appreciative. Those, those things are like, from their perspective, well, they will put money in your pocket, but it's far better than that. Right. To, to feel that well-being and happiness, I'm sure many people would, would pay for that if they could. If well, they, they could physically. To, right? Yeah. They don't <laughs> That's the good to. news. But they do need to ask for it because asking means that you are plugging into source. And that's why asking whatever your word for God is, spirit, source, central sun, creator, the more you ask, it's divine law, the more you're going to receive. And that love is going to go to where it needs to go because it knows where to go in, in your humanity to lift you up so that life gets easier. And part of that getting easier, Diane, is that we have greater awareness. We go, oh, well, look at that. I don't need to react to that anymore. I know that's a story from my past even from my childhood or a family pattern, well, I can give that a little more forgiveness so that that's not where my vibration goes or my energy goes. And that's when miracles happen through that awareness. Because again, things naturally, organically, automatically, they improve. 
And forgiveness is key. I love how the angels explain to you and, and share this information in the book, the way that schoolroom earth, that they call it, how that works. And you, you touched on it a little bit, but I just wanted to ask you, you know, in our in our co-creation, the angels shared that we also create the lack of disappointment in our lives from fear, saturated beliefs, things that are housed in our subconscious. And I didn't want to... I didn't want people to think that I didn't want people to get into victim blaming themselves like, oh, I'm bringing this on myself, which in some ways they, they might. But of course, things happen that you are not a part of or, you know, a, a horrible crime is committed against you or a fire happens in your house, an act of nature, an earthquake, something like that. Like I just did. I didn't want people to get confused in that. I'm bringing this on myself. You know what I mean? What what would they say about that right. so people so, can separate that? So thank you. What a beautiful question. What we experience, our souls are allowing us to experience. So the soul is that pure energy of love and has the soul has created us, meaning the human being, the ego, the personality to experience, to experience the power of love and forgiveness and healing and all of the wonderful miracles that love can bring. So our soul has given permission for us to experience anything that we would rather not experience. But once you understand that, it's not about shame or blame. It's the awareness. Anything that happens that's not heavenly, fear is at the root of it. And fear is likely somewhere deep in the subconscious, and it's rising up, and it's asking to be transformed. So what we do with fear is we put it in what the angels call violet fire. It's the energy of the crown chakra. So it's violet. And it's a powerful energy because it's made out of love at the frequency of forgiveness. So if someone has had a horrific thing happen, whether it's in your past or your family's past, the kindest thing you can do to yourself is put that story, imagine it's a book, and you put it in violet fire. It just means energy. Like I like to throw things in the a violet fire river and just see them float off to the central sun. There's so many different ways you can work with the energy, but have fun with it because what's happening is you are forgiving the unforgivable and you can be sure that not only are you going to feel better, but that changes your vibration so that harm can't come to you. And that's the message of the angels. Love protects you. Fear will attract the same old story. So in the case of a fire, you may not understand that great, 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 great grandma was in a fire and you somehow inherited her trauma. So what the angels do in their book is they're giving us tools to transmute, transform, whatever the fear-based trauma is 
of our ancestors or what we experienced in past lives so that we are safe and so that what we experience is more heaven and that's how it works so we we do attract these experiences but not consciously it's can be in the you know what some people call the cell, cellular unconscious so we have no control no awareness but there's a lot we can do about it with the power of love. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Right. That's so empowering. And I, I totally believe we carry things uh, generationally, like you mentioned, cellular memory or generational trauma. And the more you become aware of it and maybe look back into your family of origin and things that happen, then you can have it stop right here. And it doesn't have to continue on into your children and, and so on and so on. So that's so powerful to share that information. What the, well, what the angels shared with you, right? They gave you the information. And you mentioned the violet fire. I, I love the imagery that comes with these exercises. And I've spent some time with them myself, like the purple door, and I imagine that. And what I sometimes when I try to imagine if I'm going, if I'm going to be around a group of people that might be, you know, icky <laughs> or might have bad energy, I imagine kind of an iridescent, like the inside of a shell. So it's kind of pink and purple, maybe a little gold, and I kind of imagine that around me. So I think the colors are really evocative in the book and, and very powerful. And they talk about the chakra system and the colors associated with it. So I just wanted to get your perspective on the importance of, of color and how powerful the different colors can be. Well, the color, when we work with color, we are engaging our creative imagination, which is the feminine brain. And we're not trying to say you have to be a female to have a feminine brain. Men, women, children especially have an incredible feminine, intuitive, creative, bigger brain. This is the part of our brains that Professor Einstein said, oh, if we could only use more of that part of the brain. The ego takes up about the size of a garden pea, according to the angels, a green pea in the brain. So the bigger expansiveness of that infinite uh, creative machine called the human brain is the feminine intuitive part of us. And so to work with colors and to work with imagery in the way the angels give us the highest vibrational imagery, it awakens that spiritual big brain so that it's much easier to connect with loved ones in heaven. It's much easier to go, aha, that was a genius idea. Um, it's much easier to hear our intuitive knowing, you know, our, our truth. That's what it's all about. That makes, that makes sense. And I really hope people do pick up the book and work with some of these 
visualizations and the exercises because they're so beautifully laid out and you're able to really imagine and and feel and kind of experience the colors. And that's why I want to go back and work through it again, where um, I, I was telling you before we started the podcast, I think people should really spend some time with the book and and take everything in, you know, it, and it might be more than just a quick read. You might go back later and and try some of these exercises or just open it up one day and try something and see what is going to work for you that day. So I think what they shared with you is so powerful. The other thing that I love so much about Angel Abundance, Diane, is that they have a whole section on how to help Schoolroom Earth, how to shift the global story by working within our own self. So the first part of the book is how to eradicate lack from within us and from our lives. But then they move on, okay, you've taken care of your lack. How about you help the rest of humanity? And so they take on uh, the old male patriarchy, they take on global warming, and they take on greed and uh, homelessness. They take on these big uh, ways that we human beings or many human beings are suffering. And they say, okay, you can change this. You have far more power than you realize. You're going to do this from the inside out. So you're going to do, you know, they give visualizations. You're going to work with the colors of the chakras, the energies of the chakras to transform the fear that lies within you because you, human being, are a cell in the one human body or the human collective. So they actually have us understand we're all one. You know, we, our lives might be improving and they will. That's the angel's guarantee. But what we want to do with that improvement in our own individual lives is understand, think that you are a healthy cell in the one human body and that there are pockets and populations that are suffering terribly because of greed or we could go on and on. But we make a huge difference by bringing love where it's missing within our own humanity. And that is how we can, well, transform school real earth into uh, far, to heaven. That's the big object, objective. And do you think that a big cause of feeling and beliefs of lack come from a separation of oneness? People think there's a duality that we're separate from oh God and the divine, like it's out of our reach. Yes, because that's what the ego does, right? It's the one part of us that is allowed to believe we are separate from other people. We're separate from the trees. You know, we're separate from our pets. Until we begin to understand we are all part of oneness and we can never actually leave God or creator. We can't, but we get to experience the illusion and wow, is it convincing? It is, but love does work to transform that illusion of separation. And then you start to feel it, see it see source God in tangible ways. You start to really feel those miracles happen. And 
that helps the ego to come home because then the ego can't argue so much. And I wanted to bring it to a point where people can really relate. And, and I think debt is probably something everybody can relate to because we're all in debt maybe in some form or another. At least everybody I, I know, but whether it's credit card debt, you owe rent. I mean, we, we're all kind of worried about that kind of uh, pressure of what we owe. And I loved in the book, you said the angels believe we can dissolve financial debt with understanding and love and that our debts can help us learn more and understand ourselves. I thought that was really insightful because people might not think they can learn something from their debt, but the angels say we can. Debt is such an incredible teacher. It really is. And they also say, hey, look, financial debt is a teacher. And if you don't have financial debt, what you do have in your life to teach you about the power of love can be a lot harsher, actually, and more challenging. So instead of feeling under pressure with those debts, the angels know that they make all of us very uncomfortable. It's you're in school. Use those debts to help yourself bring in love where it is missing. And the key way to do that is debt symbolizes doubt in any form. So for example, credit cards mean you need to give yourself more credit. You're not valuing your why you're here and your gifts that you are sharing. And fear's old male, the angels love to talk about fear's old male. It's fear. And, and it's a teacher for Schoolroom Earth. Fear loves to tell us that we're unworthy and that we're not good enough. And forget the feminine brain. Forget being creative. Forget, you know, having a spiritual podcast and trying to help people. Forget all about that. Work for the old male. Uh, be enslaved to the old male, which means money. And just focus on being miserable and surviving where that's, you know, that's a lie. So if we can encourage people, put your debts out there in the violet fire ocean, forgive them, keep filling up with trust, trust in yourself, trust in creator, trust in your personal soul's mission for being here, what you came in to contribute. And it's miraculous because the first thing that happens is it doesn't pull your spirit down like it once did to have those debts. That alone already helps them to begin to transform and to dissolve and to be paid off. Right. Money is such a, it, it's an interesting thing to me, the psychology of money, because if you look back on the way you were brought up or beliefs that you had about money, and it was only myself looking back at my own beliefs about money, like growing up, you know, I was told you have to work hard and dredge, 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 and that's the only way you're going to get money. And so there was never really any joy around creating wealth. To me, it was associated with hard work and, and misery. <laughs> so I always thought that's how it could be. And there's a great list in here of financial and creative flow blockers in the book. And that was really eye-opening to me because I thought I had identified a lot of my own beliefs around money and debt and things like that. And I found a couple in the book. I even I even dog-eared the page here because I thought 
these are some that I kind of unearthed after reading the list. But I think this is going to help really help people to identify some of those beliefs and and forgive them, right? Because those are all buried in our subconscious that we're not even aware of how we feel about money and abundance and wealth, and that we are really worth it, right? Well, not only are we worth, you know, infinite uh, abundance, you know, abundance isn't money. Prosperity is a form or a part of abundance. As we clear that subconscious of fear, we start to receive from source, just receiving in that flow. And if money is what we need because it's still required in the schoolroom earth paradigm, then we will receive that. But what the angels teach that I think is so important to add here is that they say, go to your soul, go to source and say what it is that you really need. So instead of saying, you know, let's say they love to use this example that you make the most incredible donuts. So instead of saying, I want money, I need money, uh, please send me money. It's not that your soul doesn't hear that, but go deeper. What do you really need? You need customers to buy your donuts because making those donuts makes you incredibly happy. So go to your soul source, mother, father, God creator and say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Gratitude is the magic for sending me so many customers. I can't even count them. And of course, what comes with that is a high vibration of love and joy and prosperity too, that helps you to navigate the illusion. It is an illusion. Money is made out of fear. It's a thought form made out of fear but it's part of our paradigm. So at this time, you know, human beings like Diane and Belinda, we cannot escape, you know, not needing money. But the, but the angels say, go deeper, go to source and say what you really want. And sure, money's going to come with that. And at, at the end of the book, you have some healing experiences for people to do before they go to sleep. And, and this is important during the sleep process. There can be some real healing and magic that happens, right? If we are in the right frame of mind and thinking before we go to sleep. I think that was great that they shared those with you. Well, and they're very magical exercises where you connect with your divine inner child. You're connecting actually with your soul before you go to sleep through your divine inner child, divine feminine, divine masculine sometimes even your divine inner teenager. But it is all about expanding and awakening so that it's much easier for you to receive in love energy from source that then's going to convert into what you needed to convert to live a happier day when, when you wake up. And uh, those exercises are super powerful. They, they look just on the surface like, oh, this is fun. I get to go to Merlin's cabin. Uh, I get to go hang out and take a sleep in the, you know, the gold nest egg is one of them. But they are, whoa, are they powerful for how they help us to awaken our birthright to receive, to receive from source 
above and beyond what we need. I'm excited to try these in the coming weeks. I'm going to be working with these. And it's been so amazing to talk with you about the book. Is there something that the angels could share with us today before I let you go? (laughs) Any good news? Beautiful human beings, we are here for you. We are holding your hands, each and every one. We are guiding you deeper, deeper inside of your humanity and where your humanity meets your divinity. Why do we do this? Because we understand that there is chaos all around you, but the chaos is healing. The chaos is a healing crisis. We ask of you to see it this way. It is a purging of fear that has been long buried and must return to the singing light of the central sun. Choose love. When you feel afraid that it's the end, we say to you, oh no, you are having a rebirth. Awaken, feel, rejoice, and receive. We are with you every step. Yes, we are. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like they're around right now. I hope one's hugging me. Actually, I wish one would go out and fly over this leaf blower outside of my window (laughs) and maybe do some unangelic things to get rid of him. But hopefully nobody else is really hearing it but me. So I'll, I'll be grateful for that. Belinda, thank you so much. Do you have um, anything coming up that you want to share with uh, people out in podcast land that they could maybe come to your website and check out? Well, I'm teaching a webinar this Sunday that will become a course on my website, and it's called Energy and Money. And it's all about vibration and getting things in sync so that it's much, much easier to create happiness, and to have also this less anxiety around money to understand it and to be in sync and in that flow. And they're going to do some incredible stuff to help our subconscious, like unwinding the fear of survival that has been, well, we'll say glued to a fear around money. So some, they, the angels love to do some very big things. So if energy and money is interesting to any of your listeners, you'll be able to find that um, by going to belindawomack.com. And lots of courses, I offer sessions. So however we can help you, just um, visit us. Yes. Well, you're the real deal. I mean, you've been doing this for so long and sharing all this beautiful uh, messages and and history and, and what the angels really want for us. Uh, it's really really comforting, so I want to thank you for sharing it today. And the book is Angel Abundance, Revelations on True Wealth from the Twelve Archangels. And thank you so much, Belinda Womack. And thank you out there in podcast land for listening to the show today. And if you like what you heard, please leave a review. And if you haven't downloaded the free mindbodyspirit.fm mobile app, make sure you do that in the App Store for Apple or Android. You can leave a message or comment for any of our podcasters on the open mic feature. So check that out, uh, myself included, or any of our other podcasters. And make sure you give a listen to all the wonderful podcasters we have 
on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.